the original fairy tales, I mean the really original ones, before Disney got hold of them and molded them into happy singing animals, were more like horror stories with a moral. The fables were meant to teach us lessons that would help guide us into becoming the perfect human being. Obviously it hasn't worked yet, so I thought I'd take a crack at it. So here I present to you now the first of my audio satirical fairy tales, The Fateful Passing of Nimrog the Gnome, a fairy tale by Andrew Buckley. Featuring the epic voice talents of John Cross, Chris Morris, Paul Krausen, Ivan Sampson, Judith Buckley, and Nadia Buckley. Once upon a time, there was a gnome called Nimrog. Nimrog the gnome wasn't an especially bright, shining star amongst his people. If you asked other gnomes what they thought of Nimrog, they'd immediately tell you that he was too tall. Being tall was not a good thing when you're a gnome. It meant you didn't fit into the standard gnome house, and that gnome clothing wouldn't fit properly. Your average gnome stands just less than two feet in height, but Nimrog stood at least two and a half feet tall, and to make matters worse, his head was unusually wide, making the tall pointy hat that defines a gnome to sit awkwardly askew atop his head. To other gnomes, the most irritating thing about Nimrog was that he remained completely ignorant of everything, including the unusual nature of his own stature. His gnome tribe, who lived on the outskirts of the dark forest, in the land known only as this side, quickly grew tired of Nimrog's ignorance and held a formal town meeting to discuss the matter. He's not right in the head! shouted Norris, a fat gnome with a fuzzy brown beard. He's too tall, chirped Nigel. His head's too big, added Nit. Yes, yes, we've been over all of this before, said Nargurk, an old and feisty gnome and the elected leader of the gnome tribe of the Dark Forest. I'll acknowledge he remains ignorant of his shortcomings and causes trouble in the simplest of situations. Nelvin and Nerrick were almost eaten by a wart skirt the other day, shouted Norris, who lacked the ability to speak in a normal tone of voice. Nimrog was supposed to keep watch over the area while the other two gathered firewood. And what happened? asked Nigel rhetorically. He decided to climb a tree because it looked like fun. Meanwhile, Nalvin almost lost his leg and Nerrick lost control of his bladder, said Norris. He's too tall, reaffirmed Nigel. I was told there was going to be fruit pie, interjected Nimrog, who was blissfully unaware that he was the subject of the town meeting, which he was currently interrupting. Does anyone know where the fruit pie is? See, shouted Norris in a way that indicated no further argument was necessary. In actual fact, it took no more argument from that point onwards as the decree was made that very night to banish Nimrog from the tribe. Nimrog didn't mind because he didn't really know what was going on and assumed that he was going on a trip. In many ways, he was obliviously excited about the whole thing. Nimrog had no idea where he was going. He ventured north for a while but lost interest at the border of the beast's kingdom. Not long after he turned east, he was robbed of all his possessions by a group of angry fairies. Nimrog never really knew what was happening and just thought they were being friendly. He travelled east until he reached the ruins of the Emerald City and completely failed to notice that the entire landscape was glowing green due to the luminescent rocks surrounding him. He then turned south until arriving at a beautiful and pristine beach. The beach wasn't frequented by locals as much as most would expect. This was partially due to its inhabitants whose peculiar tastes had caused the coastal piece of paradise to be given a rather distasteful name. The Beach of a Thousand Deaths. Unfortunately, Nimrug was not privy to this simple yet most important of facts. The sun was setting with a flourish beneath the horizon, sending the final rays of the day's light skittering across the blue water as Nimrug skipped his way across the sand. As the darkness began to settle comfortably across the land, the gnome sat himself upon a rock 
and watched the waves gently lap across the beach. Hello, said a silken smooth voice. Nimrod casually looked around and came face to face with the owner of the voice. It was a beautiful naked woman. Her bronzed skin shone in the pale moonlight, and her long blonde hair hung seductively around her shoulders, covering her more private bits. Only her top half was visible to the surprised gnome as she was leaning against the rock that Nimrog was sitting upon. Oh, hello, said Nimrog. You're a gnome, aren't you? She almost sang. Yes, my name is Nimrog. What's yours? My name is Princess Lenora, and this is my beach, she said and smiled. Her voice was almost musical. It didn't just flow from mouth to ear, but rather it filled the air and consumed every molecule within it, as if she could say absolutely anything, and it would seem like a good idea at the time. I'm sorry. I didn't realize the beach belonged to anyone. I should be going anyway, said Nimrug, and stood to leave. Princess Lenora looked hurt, in much the same way a puppy dog would when told it was under no circumstances allowed to urinate on the floor. Please don't go. It's rare I have company, and it's such a beautiful night. Nimrog maintained his blatant ignorance by not acknowledging her request in the slightest. Why are you naked? he asked. Lenora, who was not used to such directness and couldn't remember the last time that she hadn't been listened to, looked at the gnome with confusion. It is how I dress. Well, that's not right. It can't be how you dress because you're not dressed at all. I do not need worldly clothes said Lenore, regaining some of her composure. As you can see, I am a mermaid. To enforce the point, she raised her lower half, which turned out to be a giant dark green fish's tail. Must be useful for swimming, said Nimrog, matter-of-factly. Lenore raised a questioning eyebrow. Do you not find me enchanting? she asked. I like your hair, said Nimrog, and then quickly added, But you smell like seaweed. Mermaids that exist in this side, real, actual, flesh-and-bone mermaids, are very used to people doing exactly what they suggest. Hence the confusion felt by Lenora when Nimrog not only failed to find her enchanting, but moments later said goodbye and began walking away down the beach. Having no experience being confronted with such obstacles, the Princess of the Mermaids of the Beach of a Thousand Deaths decided to try one last time. Oh, handsome gnome, she sang out with all her might. You are a stately and noble creature and it would be a great honour for me that you would stay here a while longer and keep me company. It would please me greatly if you would allow me to sing for you. And she let out a small sigh for the effort of it all. <sighs> Nimrog didn't even turn around. He just raised a hand and waved and said, No thanks, I don't really enjoy singing. And he carried on along his merry way. Had the world of this side contained camels, these last few moments would have acted as the last straw that rendered the aforementioned camel's back nigh on unrepairable. The Princess Lenore opened her mouth to its full extent, unhinged her jaw, and extended her razor-sharp fangs before letting out a shrill scream and launched herself forwards from behind the rock, and propelled herself towards Nimrog the gnome with the utmost of speed. Nimrog, being the oblivious and ignorant fellow that he was, completely failed to notice when the extremely hungry mermaid princess slithered up behind him and bit off his head. And no one lived happily ever after, except Princess Lenore, who was no longer hungry. The End The moral of the fairy tale is this. You should not be ignorant of the world and people that surround you. While ignorance may save you from the persuasive powers of mermaids, it will have absolutely no effect on them while they're eating you alive. Or, put more simply, Beware of mermaids. They eat people. 
This has been The Fateful Passing of Nimrog the Gnome, a satirical fairy tale by Andrew Buckley. <laughs>